Ya. I don't know if that has any flashbacks. We've got a two-week-old baby <laughs> named Andrew, but I don't know if that holds any kind of flashbacks, things that happened there. Probably not. Very uh, profound, not really, video, isn't it? Uh, it's a bit of a silly video, but it does paint a bit of a, a, a truth in a fairly unique way, I think, which is that life is pretty short. We kind of all together are hurtling towards our death, and it asks the right question. It's worth reflecting on, what should we make of our short time that we're here on earth for? What should your purpose be in life? Now, the advertisers at Xbox have clearly reflected very deeply on this question and have come to the completely unbiased conclusion that life is short, therefore you should play more. And even more thoughtfully, they've come up with just the perfect device that will enable you to live out your purpose and play more. Very kind of them. I don't know if you've ever really thought about that question for yourself. What is my purpose in life? What's the thing that drives you? The thing that is your reason for being? The, the kind of central thing that guides and shapes how you live? I reckon there's probably three kinds of people who are here tonight. There'll be some of you who genuinely feel like you've got no purpose in life. You just wake up and you do stuff. Or you don't do stuff. And that's kind of your life. Maybe you, you have a job or you go to school and you just do it because you have to. And then you go to the weekend and you go out on the weekend and, and then you do the same thing the next week and the same thing the next week. There's kind of not really any purpose in it for you. Uh, if someone asked you what your purpose in life is, you'd probably say, I don't know, whatever. Maybe you wish you had a purpose in life. Maybe you don't wish that you did, but you don't. That might not be you. See, I reckon most people fit into this next category, which is you think you have no purpose in life, or, or consciously you don't really think about your purpose in life, but you do have one. You just never really thought about it. Usually, it's happiness. The reason you do the things you do is to make you happy. That's your purpose in life. Often it's centered around a thing that you think will bring you happiness, having a great family being successful at work or sport or something else, having the perfect relationship, looking good, owning a house, traveling. What is the thing for you? What's the thing that when you picture your life in the future and you dream about it, if I had the perfect life, what, what would that look like? What would that be? What's the thing that you'd be most sad about if someone said you can't have it or you'll never ever attain that thing? The answer to those questions is a thing that's probably at the center of your life, your reason, your purpose. But again, that might not be you. 
Maybe you have thought about your purpose in life and you are intentional about trying to live it out. If that's you, you'll know what it is for you. (coughs) Either way, it's fascinating that there's a whole bunch of long-term research that's just come out of Harvard University and a few other places, which all says that having a high sense of purpose leads to an increase in mental and physical health. That is, you'll have better relationships, you'll be happier, you'll be physically stronger, and you'll live longer. Here's a quote. Researchers found that those with low or no sense of purpose had 2.43 times the risk of dying compared to those with a very high sense of purpose. Isn't that incredible? You want a longer, healthier, happier life. The research says, find a purpose in life. So what is your purpose? The one study concludes with what I reckon most people would say, which is, here's the quote, so the case for working and living with a sense of purpose is crystal clear, but how do you enable that? One word, introspection. You just need to think about the values and the beliefs and the things that you love and just choose something and do that. The question is, is that right? How do you know what your purpose is? What do you do when someone else's purpose is in direct opposition to yours and actually kind of stops you from being able to live yours out? The far bigger question is, and what we're answering tonight is, if you could ask God that question, if you could somehow walk up to the God of the universe and ask him, what is my purpose in life, what would he say? What would he say? Our series in January is Your Questions for God. If you could ask God one question, what would it be? Someone from our community has asked this question. So I'm going to try and show from God's Word in the Bible what God has to say. Here's the answer. I'm going to give it right at the front if I can get through this. (coughs) A bunch of Christians in history got together and they tried to answer this question from the Bible. And here's the answer. Our purpose in life is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. The purpose in life for every human is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. We're going to look at this answer and we're just going to see what do those words even mean? But then we're going to ask two questions. Is that really right? And is that really good? Is that really what our purpose in life is? Is that right? Even if I'm someone who doesn't care about God, is that what my purpose should be? And if it is... Is it good? Do I actually want it to be right? Or is it kind of like Brussels sprouts? Sure, it might be true that they're good for you, but I really wish it wasn't true because they're gross and it kind of tastes like I just mowed the lawn with my face. Anyone else feel like that? Dirty as. Is what God says about our purpose in life right? And if it is, is it good? That's where we're going. Let's get stuck into the first part of that phrase, if you're a note taker. Point one, our purpose part one, to glorify God. What is it and is that really our purpose in life? Let's have a look at God's word to see what he's got to say. And We've got two passages to look at. The first one's in the Old Testament where God is speaking about his people who are scattered among other nations. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 7, this is what God says. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. You see the language of purpose. 
God created his people. Why? For the purpose of his glory. That is why God's people exist. Their reason for being is to glorify God. God's very clear about it. But is that just for people who say they belong to God? What if you don't care about God? Do you have the same purpose? Let's fast forward to the last book of the Bible where God shows this guy, John, a vision of heaven. And what does he see? Revelation chapter 4. The 24 elders fall down before him, that's God, who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. The 24 elders are just people. Uh, And what do they do when they see God for who he is? They fall on their knees and glorify him. They immediately declare the worthiness of God to receive glory and honour and praise. Uh, We see kind of just a taste of a picture of the world as it should be and how humans should respond and will respond to the God of all glory. Glorify God. You could ask God what your purpose in life is. He'd say it's bigger than you. He'd say it's about me, about glorifying me. Did you see the reason why? Did you catch it? He's worthy to receive glory because he created all things. God made everything. He made us. And when you make something, you get to decide what the thing you made is for. That's kind of how it works. The thing that's made doesn't get to tell the maker, I think I want to be for this. That's not how it works. God made us and he tells us we are made for his glory, to glorify him. You see, it's not what do you think your purpose in life is? Go deep inside yourself to find it. It's what is the one who made you say it is? Makes sense, right? It's right. But is it right? It's right that God gets to decide he made us. But isn't it incredibly egotistical for God to say that your purpose in life is to glorify him? That's it. How can that possibly be right? Well, it's right when you understand what it means to glorify God when you understand who he is. See, to glorify something is to praise it to the highest degree, to give something the reverence that it's due, to express the honour and significance that that thing deserves. And that is the only right and natural response when you see something that is worthy of such glory. When you stand in front of something like the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, Or even just last weekend, I was at the Blue Mountains, kind of looking over the mountains with our little girl. It is astonishing. When you stand in front of something so immense, significant, beautiful, unparalleled, and just massive, the only right and healthy response is just to go, wow, this thing is amazing. Look at that. Did you see that thing? You can't help but express how significant and glorious this thing in front of you is. To see something like that and remain unmoved, it's not natural. There's actually something wrong going there. If I see something that great and just... It is right to ascribe glory to something that is glorious. 
So it's not egotistical for life to be about glorifying God if he really is the most glorious thing in the universe. And he is. Have you heard of the Yalong Sangpo Canyon? I'm sure I've said that very wrong. It's three times deeper and bigger than the Grand Canyon. Even more glorious. You could fit three of the Grand Canyons inside this one. God made them both. He's infinitely bigger than the entire universe in which they sit. God is truly immense, weighty, and glorious. And the reality is that when someone like that exists, it's right that life isn't about me, isn't it? One tiny person in one tiny planet in the corner of a universe to make the purpose in life to make me happy? It's crazy. Crazy that life would be about us, whatever purpose we come up with. No, life is about gazing on and giving glory to the one who is truly glorious, the God who made you. Of course, life's not all about us. God says that your purpose in life is to glorify him. It's right because he made you. He gets to decide. But more than that, it's right because that is the right response to when you see something so filled with glory. It's right. But is it good? Or is it like Brussels sprouts? True and right that they're good for you, but you really wish that it wasn't true because they taste like dirt. Sure, it makes some sense that life, I guess, could be in some way about the one who made life, but it kind of sounds a bit boring. Or maybe worse than that, he sounds like a rubbish guy and I don't want life to be all about him. Aren't there so many other things that could make my purpose in life so much better? That it'd be so much more enjoyable. Point two, God says that our purpose in life is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. It's right, but it's also the most good. There's nothing better and there's nothing better for you than to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So we're going to look at that second phrase in two parts. Enjoy him, and we'll see some things under that, and forever. Enjoy him. One of the best things about centering your life around God and glorifying him is you get to enjoy him. God wants you to enjoy him. He's not some tyrant who's in charge, he doesn't care about you, he doesn't want to know you. He wants you to enjoy him. I've got three things about enjoying God that makes it so good that you'll wish you had it. First, enjoy him by enjoying relationship with him. Here's how one person in the Bible describes their relationship with God. This is Psalm 109. I love the Lord because he's heard my voice and my pleas for mercy, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I'll call on him as long as I live. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our Lord is merciful. The Lord preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. This is a guy who loves his God who deeply enjoys relationship with God, 
where each speaks and listens and acts for the good of the other. He knows that unlike in any other relationship, God will never let him down. God is always for him. We all know kind of instinctively that relationships are key to life, right? They're important. Relationships are even life-giving. But to enjoy relationship with the one who truly gives life is far better. It's so good. It's what we're made for, to enjoy relationship where God pours out his love and blessings on us and we respond in glory and praise to him. It's a beautiful thing. It's right and it's so good. And that's been my experience. But don't trust me. Try it and see for yourself. Try getting to know God. It is so good. Enjoy a relationship with him. But that's not all. We also enjoy God by enjoying the gifts he gives us to the full. When you orient your life around God and see that your purpose is about glorifying and enjoying him, then you are able to enjoy God's gifts to the full. The Bible is very clear that God loves to give good gifts. Have a look at Matthew chapter 7. This is Jesus talking. Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God loves to give good gifts, and he's way better at it than us. You kind of wish that you were on his kind of list at Christmas, if he's doing the secret Santa, maybe not. The thing is that we often make it our purpose in life to pursue one of the gifts and not the giver, hoping that the gift will make us happy and satisfied and content with life. We make it our purpose to pursue the gift and not praise and give glory to the giver. And when we do that, we turn God's gifts into a curse for us. See, surfing a great wave is an awesome gift from God. It's fantastic. But when we make surfing our purpose in life, the thing that we chase for meaning and happiness, it just completely lets us down because it can never bring us those things. We try to take a good gift from God and we try to get more out of it than it can give. And it can't take the weight that we put on it. And so it becomes a curse. And we can do it with any of God's gifts. Family, work, travel, success. But when we recognize that these things are good gifts from God, that we're to, to thank and glorify Him for in response, it's them that we're able to enjoy that gift to the full. And not try to get more out of it than it can give. We don't turn it into a curse. Because the gift can't give us ultimate happiness, satisfaction, or peace, only God can. It's the way he made it. It is so good to glorify and enjoy our God, to enjoy relationship with him, to enjoy his gifts to the full. And third, we can enjoy him even in suffering. See, God isn't just to be enjoyed in the good times. He wants you to enjoy him in the hard times as well. It's fantastic because we all face hard times maybe even more than the good times. How do we enjoy God in suffering? Have a look at this passage from Hebrews. This is the first one. Because he himself, that's Jesus, has suffered when tempted, 
He is able to help those who are being tempted. When you're suffering, God knows. God cares and he can help because he's been there. He can sympathize with you. God came to earth in the person of Jesus and he suffered. He knows what it's like and he stands with you in suffering. Often often suffering is kind of the place where the things that we chase tend to fall down. If our purpose in life is to be happy, what do you do when you're suffering and unhappy? Kind of the gifts that we look to don't give us the things that we want. But God is with us. He cares, he sympathizes with our suffering. He is able to help. Which some people are able to do for you, kind of at their best, for a time, as long as your suffering doesn't go for too long. But God is always with you. And more than that, God goes further in your suffering because he alone provides real hope and a real solution to your suffering. It is so good. You can look to him and enjoy him even in suffering. That takes us to the last point. Enjoy him by enjoying relationship with him. Enjoy his good gifts. Enjoy him as he helps us in suffering and enjoy him forever. Have a look at this last verse from John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The ultimate reason to glorify God, the ultimate thing to enjoy is life with him forever. Did you see the word that describes what our future should be? Perish. Naturally, because of our treatment of God, we deserve to perish, to experience the intense judgment of God, death and hell. Because we as the created things have been in complete rebellion against our creator, we reject his purpose for life, we reject relationship with him, we do our own thing, we deserve nothing good from God's hand. Deserve to perish. But it's possible not to. Why? For God so loved the world. God wants to pour out his love on you. How? That he gave his only son. He sent him to die for us so that in his death we can be forgiven. Have the gift of eternal life if you trust in his son. It's so good. It's not just longer life, but it's perfect life. Life in heaven where there's no more tears or crying or pain. Kind of the ultimate answer to suffering that no one else can give. And it's life where we see the full glory of God on display, where you can give glory to him forever and enjoy him forever. Doesn't that make you want to accept the gift of forgiveness and glorify and enjoy him forever? It's so good. All right, I want you to imagine that this rope, I'm going to throw it, it's only going to go a little bit because I'm not a great thrower, but this rope, ah, this rope doesn't end there, right? This rope kind of goes outside the building of church, goes straight down Wild Street and ends up at the, uh, the airport. It hooks over one of the kind of planes by Qantas, they didn't do their check properly, and this rope goes north, past the Central Coast, past Queensland, hits the north of Australia, keeps going. This rope goes forever. And I want you to imagine that this little bit of tape represents your life here on earth. 
you've got your birth here, you've got your primary school here, you've got kind of your first breakup here, high school, then your work life, your retirement's towards the end here, and then this point, that's your death here on earth. God says that at that point, you keep going, you keep existing forever, and that those who are forgiven will live with God in heaven forever, glorifying and enjoying Him. And that those who are not forgiven will perish and exist in God's judgment forever. Surely that even if you dismiss everything we've seen so far, surely it means that the most right and good purpose in life is to use this little bit of time to make sure you get to enjoy the rest of it with God forever and not perish under his judgment. Don't make your life, your purpose in life, something that only thinks about this little bit of your life and forgets the rest of it. That would be crazy. Glorifying God and enjoying him, it's really good in this little tape bit. You get to enjoy relationship with God. You get to enjoy his gifts. You get to enjoy him as he helps you in suffering. But the most good thing, is to live for the thing that affects your life for good forever. So good. And it's right. God made us. He gets to decide what we're for. And it is right to glorify God when you know how glorious He is. And so what are you going to do? Will you begin the journey of living for the purpose that God made you? Will you glorify? Will you enjoy him forever? It's right and it's so good. And you can start tonight. If you want to do that, don't leave without telling someone. We'd love to help you. We're going to do connect cards in a little bit. Write something on there. There is nothing more important you could do. Or do you need to find out more? You're intrigued, but you're not ready yet. Come back. Come back next week. We're going to look at another question for God and keep exploring by coming to our life course. Rod's going to say a little bit more about it, but it's a place where you can ask any question you want to see what God has to say about life starting in February. Come back to church. Come along to life. Keep exploring. What if you're someone who's already on board with glorifying God, enjoying Him forever? You know how good it is. You know it's right. So don't forget. Don't focus on the small things that are in front of you and forget the big picture, the glorious picture and purpose you have for your life. It's the kind of thing that's easy to know in our heads and even easier to forget in our life. I want you to imagine that that Rod could see your thoughts. He could see what you dream about, how you spend your time, your money, your effort, it would be super creepy. But what would he see at the center of your life? What do you dwell on? More importantly, what would God see as your purpose in life? Because he does see. Sometimes even though we know this great and glorious truth, we just just lose perspective and live for the things that are in front of us. It's a little bit like <coughs> standing in front of the Grand Canyon. You remember that amazing picture? 
You're standing in front of it, and then there's this little shrub that's just growing out of the rocks right in front of the Grand Canyon, and you just focus on that. You kind of walk up to it, and you go, man, the leaves on this thing are really nice, and how does that thing grow here? This is kind of amazing. And you forget to take in and glorify and be amazed by the, mar- the marvelous Grand Canyon in front of you. It would be a crazy thing to do. And yet that's exactly what we do, isn't it? Do you need to lift your eyes once again to the glory of the God who made you, who wants to be in relationship with you? He gives you gifts, who helps you in suffering, who gave you his son, so you can have life with him forever. I need to dwell on that more this week. The researchers are right. If you have a purpose in life, you'll be happier, healthier, you'll live far longer. And God says, they don't know the half of it. And he says, you don't have to go deep inside to figure out what your purpose in life is. You have a purpose because I made you for a purpose, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. It's right and it's good. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, you are truly good. You are immense, the creator of the world, and it blows our minds. You are worthy of all glory, receive honour and power. We pray that you would help us to see that reality, to live in light of that reality, to not wander around aimlessly in this world, not knowing what we're for or who you are. Help us to know you deeply. Help us to glorify you because you are the one who's truly glorious. Help us to enjoy you the way you would have us do. Pray these things for Jesus' sake. Amen.